Do you like stories and learning about new places? For this story, we have to travel to Megalia. How about being silly? I don't want your butt germs. And when something tough happens, maybe with a friend? Could you use some advice? I can do that if I want because I'm not hurting you. I'm not being mean. Then check out Story Pillar, a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, hear stories from all over the world, and pick up tips from you, our listeners. More info at storypillar.com. Hello and welcome to a special winter holiday episode of the Adventures of Power Dog in Dogland. This is a story I told my mom and the cow one morning on the way to school. We think of a lot of Dogland stories that way. She wrote it down and now she's going to retell it for you. <laughs> Thanks, Hank. Hello, friends, and thank you for tuning in for a special winter tale of tales. This story is a little different, as it's not part of our bigger ongoing story, but we think it fits right in with everything we've shared already and everything we plan to share. One winter morning, Power Dog woke up, looked out the window of his bedroom at his home in Lictopolis, and saw that the snow had fallen overnight. It covered everything as far as he could see, which is very far because he is a power dog with superpower eyesight. He noticed that delicate little snowflakes were still drifting and floating softly like microscopic little feathers in a gentle breeze to and fro and slowly, slowly, slowly coming to rest on the fluffy blanket of snow that covered all of Lictopolis and made it look like a holiday card. After a hearty breakfast of pooched eggs and waffles, Power Dog grabbed his favorite scarf, the one that stayed on just right and had a secret pocket on one end. And then he checked the pockets of his cape to make sure he'd have his favorite toys and tools with him before going out to explore and play. Tuffy and Taffy, were already waiting for him when he popped out of his apartment and into the hallway. They were both wearing their winter capes and wriggling with excitement to go play in the fresh snow. The three of them bounded down the stairs, through the heavy front door of the building, and out onto the snowy street. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Their paws and feet sank past the crisp, thin top layer of snow, down into the fluffy part below. They ran around in circles, laughing and crunching until they fell into a game of freeze tag. Do you know how to play freeze tag? When the dog who is it tags another dog, they tap them and say, freeze. The dogs who are not it need to run, dodge, and hide from the player who is it. They also unfreeze other participants who have been frozen by tapping them and saying, unfreeze. Freeze tag can get pretty rowdy when you only have three players. At least it all happens very quickly, and all three of them were laughing and falling down playfully, and even tossing snowballs at each other when the dogmo speeder pulled up just on the other side of a snowdrift. Power dog, hollered Fetcher as he hopped out of the speeder. Fetcher! Power dog was so happy to see his brother that his tail was wagging his body. I thought you weren't coming home until next week. Fetcher opened his mouth to speak right as 
Bernie Sandals pulled up on his official presidential snowmobile. He did a donut with a big smile on his face before parking the snowmobile next to the pups and spraying powdery snow on all of them. They just laughed and shook it off. Oh good, you're here, said Bernie to Fetcher as he hopped off of the snowmobile. Taffy and Tuffy were standing by the dogmo speeder and having a peek inside. They elbowed each other excitedly when they saw what Fetcher had brought with him. When they saw President Sandals, they hopped back over to stand with their cousins. President Sandals, exclaimed Power Dog as he nodded. Hello, Power Dog, Tuffy, and Taffy. Fetcher has already been briefed by Cody, and well, we may have a mission for the lot of you. A, a mission? mission? questioned the three dogs in unison. Power Dog quietly hoped it wouldn't take him away from the snow, at least not for too long. As if President Sandals had read his mind, he said, Oh, don't worry, my boy. Where you're going, should you choose to accept the mission, there's more snow than you could probably imagine. And from what we've heard, it's fluffier than any snow we've ever had on all of Dogland. Fetcher nodded eagerly and pointed a paw towards the dogmo speeder. Yeah, yeah, and I already have everything we need to go ASAP. Now ASAP, or A-S-A-P, stands for as soon as possible, just in case you didn't know. Power Dog, Tuffy, and Taffy all looked back at their apartment building, and President Sandals, again acting like a mind reader, said, Don't worry, pups. It's all cleared with your parents as long as you really want to go. I did not forget the deal we made. You don't have to embark on any adventures unless you want to. Would you like to go upstairs and we can fill you in on all the details along with your parents? Fetcher put his paw on Power Dog's shoulder warmly and all of the dogs went back into the apartment building together where they found Tuffy and Taffy's mothers and Power Dog and Fetcher's parents waiting for them with cups of warm apple and decomposing fall leaves tea. Bernie and Fetcher proceeded to tell the whole family that Cody, the Golden Coyote, who Fetcher was living and studying with, had gotten word from his allies, an elite, secretive, but extremely trustworthy pack of Northern Sky Puppies, known as the Obliterati, that something highly unusual and amazing was happening up in Doglaska. It appeared to them that the land was moving around up there, and this was not something that anyone had ever documented happening before. The Obliterati are the winged dogs of the night, the fearless flyers of Dogland, and they're also the ones who use their sonar to map the entire planet. Do y'all know about bat sonar or echolocation? Bats here on Earth navigate and find the things they need using echolocation. That means they can hear shapes. Isn't that cool? They produce sound waves at frequencies above human hearing called ultrasound. The sound waves emitted by the sky puppies of Dogland bounce off objects in their world, just like it does for the bats of Earth. Then the sounds return to the bats' ears, which are finely tuned to recognize their own unique ultrasound calls. This helps them create a mental map which are then later transcribed into maps that can be read and learned by any dog on Dogland. It was hard to imagine what President Sandals could possibly mean when he said that land was moving around. But Cody had predicted that a new mountain 
or even new range could be forming. Power Dog, Fetcher, and Taffy and Tuffy were all very excited to hear about this. Dog Wings, Power Dog's father, a geohistorian, or someone who studies the history of the geology on their planet, was also extremely excited and was off to go gather tools and instruments to study the land movements. Taffy and Tuffy's mothers, both investigative hounds, went with him to lend their expert noses to the mystery as well. I just have one question, President Sandals, said Power Dog. Everyone's eyes were fixed on him. Is there any lava up there to worry about? He didn't ever want to experience a singed backside from flying into a volcano ever again. Do you remember that from our first season? Well, he sure did. After being solidly reassured that this mission did not appear to involve any known volcanoes or lava, but was to go explore, play, ride dog sleds, skis, and snowboards, then report back, the dogs were bounding back down the stairs and out onto the snowy street to climb into the Dogmo speeder. Fetcher handed all of them goggles to protect their eyes from cold wind and flakes. They sat down, strapped in, and they were off. Fetcher drove the speeder across the land, turning and careening, but keeping it a smooth enough ride that the other three pups could play a couple of rounds of a card game, very similar to the Earth game called Uno. In fact, we just call it Dogland Uno or even Duno. When they reached Doglaska, it was past lunchtime and they were all fairly hungry. The sky was a lovely lavender hue, which is a kind of a light purple color and teeny tiny little snowflakes the size of glitter specks were flying and floating and dancing in the air. Check this out, said Fetcher as he pulled to a stop. He pointed to a pile of snow toys at the back of the speeder and continued, we have everything we need. Not only were there pretty much every type of toy you'd ever want for snow, but there was a big machine that said snow cone maker across the top. This is how we'll make our lunch, Fetcher said joyfully. Yay! They set up a bit of a dogmo speeder tailgate and got the snow cone machine going, which almost magically, but really it was technology so good it just felt like magic, made them snow cones in all of their favorite flavors, and even included hearty add-ons to keep them fed well. Power Dog was munching on a mushroom broth cone with braised algae chunks, while Taffy created a super swirl of way too many flavors, like mud and cheesy corn dog tacos with vanilla and cinnamon apple pie with seaweed sprinkles. Blech. Fetcher and Tuffy both kept it simple with generic kibble blends that satisfied them just fine. Once their bellies stopped rumbling, they laid out a topo map from Dog Wings and they had a very good look around. A topo map or topographical map is one that shows the physical features of the land. Besides just showing landforms such as mountains and hills and rivers and canyons, these maps also show elevation changes, or when you are higher up away from sea level or closer down to sea level. Off in the distance, fairly far from where they were, there did appear to be a large white mound sticking up out of the ground in a spot that looked high but fairly flat on the map. That looks like something. Can you tell what it is, Power Dog? asked Fetcher. 
Power Dog had already flipped his goggles up and was slowly hovering up a bit to get a better look with his super duper eyesight. Even for his super eyes, it was a bit too far to get an idea about what it was. So they all decided to pack up and head straight for it. Sure, they could have stopped and played a while, even taken in a quick board and ski session where they were, but they were a curious lot, which was exactly why President Sandals had asked them to explore, and they were eager to find out what the big white mound was. They all strapped back into the speeder and Fetcher maneuvered it straight up in the air so they could get a good look from high up as they headed toward the mysterious mound. The Dogmo speeder could hover in the air, but when it did, it moved much more slowly than it did on land or sea. As they drew nearer to the snow-covered mound, Taffy said, Whoa, it looks like the tip of a dog's nose. And all of them nodded in agreement. She felt a little uneasy about it, a little worried it was actually some creature's giant nose and not a new mountain, but she didn't want to freak the rest of them out. Let's fly around the whole thing and get a good look, hollered Fetcher, who also seemed a little concerned about it. Power Dog was staring intently, scanning every single bit of it with his excellent vision, but also just trying to focus and pay very close attention. He wanted to use his power of noticing to its fullest potential. The mound did look like the very top of a dog's nose, and there was a slick, smooth-looking area right down the middle of it. As the not-so-speedy, hovering speeder got closer, he noticed the complete lack of noises, no animals or even wind, just the noise of the speeder and the dogs inside of it. And thankfully, of course, the dogland hum. The other kinds of sounds I'm talking about are what we call ambient sound or background noise. Have you ever just stopped talking a while while everyone has stopped talking and just listen to the world or the room that you're in? On Dogland, when they do that, stop and just listen, they always hear this low, soothing, steady hum. It's the sound of all of the animals and plants and things that are a little bit animal and a little bit plant living in harmony together. Power Dog was tuning into the hum when all of a sudden, boom! A huge booming noise stunned all of the dogs and Fetcher lost control of the speeder's wheel momentarily. The speeder veered sideways just as the large white mound expanded straight up and in front of them very high and very quickly. Where they had once been about to fly back over the mound, they were now headed straight for a snowy wall. And on either side of the wall were two huge, dark caves that did indeed look like gigantic nostrils. Hold on, yelled Fetcher as he struggled to regain control of the speeder. Power Dog braced himself with one paw and reached out to Tuffy and Taffy with the other while they reached back for him. Fetcher got the speeder mostly righted, but the big snowy wall and caves were now headed right for them. Next thing they knew, crash! The Dogmo speeder had surprisingly, very slowly, and oddly gently crashed into the snowy wall, which was suddenly a snowy hill. The dogs just sat there a moment, 
each taking a deep breath and looking around. <sighs> they couldn't see the caves any longer, and they appeared to be on a beautiful snowy hill in the sunshine that could be just about anywhere in Doglaska. Is every dog okay? asked Fetcher cautiously as he unstrapped from his seat. They were all now looking at each other as if to say, can you believe that just happened? Power Dog sniffed the air and found it absent of any smells. Huh, first no sounds, then no smells, he thought. Curious. They all unstrapped themselves and hopped out of the speeder and onto the fluffiest snow they had ever felt under their paws and feet in their entire lives. Fetcher walked around and sniffed and inspected the speeder. Huh, it seems okay, he said in surprise. That was the weirdest crash I've ever been in, said Tuffy. And they all nodded in agreement. Power Dog had a good, long look around, smiled and said, well, looks like we found our new mountain, y'all. They rushed to each other and leapt into a perfect four-way high paw. High paw. Taffy looked at the expanse of snow in front of them, back into the speeder at the toys, and then back to the snow and said, should we play? I, I mean, explore. They all laughed. <laughs> and then descended on the toys with pure joy. They could not believe how lucky they were to have landed, crash landed even, in one of the most beautiful snow fields they had ever seen. They set about making snow dog sculptures, played snowball toss games that turned into a wild snowball fight, played even more freeze tag, and then decided it was time to go whoop it up on the sled, snowboard, and skis. Fetcher grabbed a very speedy saucer-style sled, the twins donned narrow speed skis, and Power Dog fitted himself to a really cool snowboard shaped like a rocket. They knew that they'd have to walk, run, or hover back up to the speeder on their own power, so they'd better take advantage of the last bit of the day's light. Off they went. Fetcher started in the lead, but then the twins flew past on their speed skis, and within seconds, Power Dog put his nose down, squatted low, and flew past all of them, shooting down the side of the new hill like a rocket. They all laughed as they swished back and forth through the snow, curving out curly ribbon trails behind them. The snowy hill seemed to go on and on and on, further than it should have. And then they finally reached a bend, and as they turned, Fetcher took the lead again, laughing as he first passed the twins and laughing harder as he overtook Power Dog, who laughed with a little snort as his brother gave a quick wave of the paw and left him in his snow dust. Power Dog didn't mind watching his brother's tail ahead of him one bit. He smiled even bigger and thought about how lucky he was to have a fun big brother and cousins that were his best friends. He turned to look at them and saw that they were skiing in perfect synchronicity meaning that every movement of their bodies were identical as they swished and glided through the perfect snow. He saw a glittery flash of purple light shine on them for the briefest of instants. The purple light of the sky was stunning. They knew that night would come on soon and they would want to get back up to the speeder, set up a snow fort, and sleep for the night. When Power Dog turned his head back to look ahead of him, Fetcher was nowhere to be seen. What the what? He thought as he started to look all around. Taffy and Tuffy were now alongside him, also straining to see. 
Where did he go? asked Tuffy. I don't know, said Power Dog. But they didn't stop as they wanted to make sure they kept going just in case. Then, all of a sudden, the snow was going straight back uphill in front of them, and it was reflecting the sky, but with a glittery effect. Power Dog and Tuffy slowed down upon approach, but Taffy seemed to be picking up speed almost uncontrollably, and she yelled, Oh my dogs! As she flew right past her brother and cousin, headed straight for the uphill wall in front of them. There was still no sign of Fetcher at all. Then there was a flash of bright purple light, and Taffy went right into, possibly through, the wall, which seemed to swallow her whole. Power Dog looked at Tuffy, and Tuffy looked at Power Dog. They both looked around slowly. They looked up the long hill behind them and then back to the purple sparkly wall ahead of them. Power Dog took a very deep breath, and Tuffy joined him. They both looked into each other's eyes, nodded in agreement, turned back towards the wall, and kicked off in the snow, flying fast on their rocket snowboard and speed skis right at the purple sparkly wall. Poof! They were gone. Power Dog would later describe the experience as a strange sensation of falling, swimming, and flying at the same time, like he imagined floating in space might feel. Next, he felt he was lying down on warm, dry ground, not snow, and he had his eyes closed. They popped open as he felt a familiar paw touch his shoulder. It was Fetcher. Oh, thank dogs, said Power Dog when he saw his brother. Fetcher nodded as Power Dog noticed Taffy was helping Tuffy sit up. Their skis and rocket board and sled were on the ground in front of them. He then realized they were in a gigantic cave and he could see a light purplish white wall at what must have been the cave's entrance. The cave was kind of dark, but mostly dry, oddly warm, and large. They walked around the whole thing and then to the edge of the cave entrance. They put their paws up to the white stuff, and it was some strange type of frozen snow. Fetcher even licked it, nodded with a smile, and said, Yep, good old frozen snow. They all just stared at it for a beat before Taffy started to pace. No, 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 I do not love caves. Tuffy leaned his body against hers, as dogs often do, and Power Dog hovered up to the top of the snowy cave wall, tapping on it along the way and listening closely. The light coming through it was getting dimmer. It's going to be night soon, and we have enough food and water in our capes, said Power Dog. I say we settle in for the night, rest up, and we'll dig our way through this in the morning. If light can get through, we can get through. Everyone nodded, and Fetcher added, Yeah, we're dogs, and we can do hard things. They set about turning the cave into a cozy camping den, and Fetcher revealed that he even had a pack of Duno cards in his cape. They were all pretty wiped out from the day's events, and they fell asleep one by one, curled up together, on top of and under a pile of their capes. And as the last one to drift off to sleep, Power Dog's eyelids fluttered and he began to settle into his dreams, which were mostly of flying through space on a rocket-shaped snowboard. He also heard the sound of tiny wings flapping in his dreams. Then. They were all awoken quite suddenly by the sound of a big boom, 
and then the sound of ice shattering and falling. Power Dog bounced right up onto all fours and faced the cave entrance bravely. He also thought for a moment and made sure he was steady on all fours. Was the ground shaking or moving beneath him? No. Phew. Good. The others were now standing with him, all leaning on each other for comfort and safety. Suddenly, the frozen snow wall at the cave entrance was crumbling away from the cave, and they could see twinkling stars in the night sky shine through. Then, the stars were obscured by dark moving shapes in the sky. The obliterati, said Fetcher excitedly, and before they knew it, small bats, or really very small flying dogs, had come into the cave. They flew differently than any other dogs, birds, or animals on Dogland, quick and sharp and darting back and forth. One of them came to land in front of Fetcher and said in a very quiet, whispering voice, We didn't know you were in here, but we saw the speeder of Cody the Coyote down below. Fetcher nodded and then puzzled. Wait, down below? Do you mean above? He pointed to their pile of skis and sled and rocket-shaped snowboard. We rode these from the speeder down through to here. The sky puppy considered the pile for a moment, looked back at the cave entrance and replied, Probably best you go take a look then. Power Dog made his way to the cave entrance and looked all around. They were up so, so high now. From the cave entrance, he could see across vast amounts of Doglaska's snowy mountain ranges, even though lit only by the stars, and the sight was breathtaking. Fetcher and Taffy and Tuffy joined him, and Fetcher was the only one who wasn't utterly speechless as they looked down, and sure enough, the speeder was quite a ways below them. Even so, all he said was, well, how be? The Sky Puppies explained to the dogs that they were doing avalanche testing and control with their cannons. When it caused the sheet of ice across the cave and another one just like it on the other side of a great snow run to also come down and reveal that they were in one of a pair of caves. They advised the dogs to stay in the cave for the night, reassured them that the speeder was in a safe spot and told them not to come out until sunup so that the Sky Puppies could finish their avalanche work which they would absolutely finish in darkness because they could not bear the light and heat of the sun even so far up north in Doglaska. The four dogs agreed to stay in the cave, but none of them could sleep, so they all leaned on each other and stared at the stars until the sun rose and shone warmly on the side of the mountain and cast golden glittering rays across the cave entrance. Taffy stood up on her tippy toes to try to see all the way back down the hill, past the speeder, and along the ribbons of trails they had carved on their way down. But the trails were buried in the fresh powder that had shaken loose from the avalanche cannons of the obliterati. And before anyone could stop her, she had strapped on her skis and flew right out of the cave. Fetcher began pacing in the entrance nervously, and his power dog started to follow Taffy, a light popping sound in the corner of the back of the cave could be heard, and then suddenly Taffy appeared, flying through the air on her skis and laughing. She seemed to have emerged right from the rock wall, legs scrambling in the air as she knocked all three of them down like doggy bowling pins. They all started laughing. My dudes, yelled Taffy, 
we have discovered a whole new thing, not just a whole new mountain. What would you even call this, wondered Tuffy aloud. I don't know, but the grown-ups and everyone are going to totally flip out, said Fetcher. Power Dog, standing nearest to the cave entrance, looked all around. He looked down at the hill and saw the fresh tracks Taffy had left on her ride. I think we should call it the New Alpine Infinity Slide. He turned tail, grabbed the rocket snowboard, and flew out of the cave with a broad grin on his puppy face. By the time the grown-ups had arrived, Fetcher had been able to make sure the Dogmo Speeder was totally operational, despite their odd crash landing. They'd eaten two more meals, and all four of them had whipped through the strange purple sparkly portal at the bottom of the snow run more times than they could count. They'd also discovered a nearly identical cave on the other side of the snow run, and they were already calling the two caves the Nostril Caves. Dogwings was delighted to hear every single detail and proclaimed, Why, this place, this slide, these caves, what an absolute feast for research. The pups laughed and rolled their eyes a little, but they were excited too. They only wanted to return to Lictopolis when they began to run low on supplies, and when they knew it would soon be time to travel to Question Mark Mountain for the winter celebration and the Great Howl of Harmony. These winter holidays were feeling more special than ever with a new mountain to celebrate. When they did return home, Bernie Sandals had ballots ready for every single being on Dogland to vote on a name for the new mountain. Power Dog, Fetcher, Tuffy, and Taffy had been asked for their idea first, of course, and other ideas were also carefully and respectfully considered. The pups were excited to see the name they thought of at the top of the list. Snow Nose Mountain. Other contenders for the new name on the ballot were New Mountain, Slide Mountain, not a bad idea all things considered, Sleek Peak, many dogs were known to love cute rhymes, and Snow Peak. Those last two were, in Power Dog's opinion, the most ridiculous name suggestions, because the new mountain looked like a soft round nose and not a peak at all. And of course, Snow Nose Mountain was voted the perfect name. Bernie Sandals invited the pups to be his guests of honor at the naming ceremony and told them that ultimately, the deciding votes were cast by none other than the Dog Laska Sky Puppies. They had completely taken to the caves and did indeed call them the Nostril Caves. Bernie smiled at Power Dog, winked with a twinkle in his eye and said, Power Dog, do you know who could possibly be better at choosing our new mountain's name? Power Dog smiled and asked, who? Bernie tossed his head back, chuckled and said, Snowbody. Thank you for tuning in to our latest winter tale of tales. Now I'm joined by my seven-year-old co-author, Hank. Hi, Hank. I really love that you told me this special story on the way to school one morning. It wasn't that long ago. We kind of threw this one together, right? Yeah. Are you ready for some snow jokes? Why are winter days great? Why? They're so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of ball doesn't bounce? A snowball. (laughs) 
Why did the snowball cross the road? To get to the other size. <laughs> knock, knock! Who's there? I see. I see who? I see you! <laughs> That's good. The joke okay. is, I see you. Okay, one last one. A mountain joke. Why are mountains so funny? Why? Because they're hill areas. Hill areas? Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. 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 Hill areas. Hilarious. Hilarious. Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There, you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's, it's in, in D, D for Dogland. Sure.
special tales to tell and when we come together all our tales will wag as well woof woof it's nobody (laughs) i think we're done dog hey fellow story lovers this is jonathan cormer tumbling into your pod feed to let you know that Season 3 of the Dork Tales Storytime Podcast has begun. And just like our friends at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, we'll be unlocking new fairy tales, fables, and untold hero stories that will surprise you. Prepare for unexpected special guests. Find geeky twists and turns around every tale. Come with me and Mr. Reginald T. Hedgehog into our world of pure imagination. Find our scrum diddlyumptious stories wherever you listen to podcasts or visit us at dorktalestorytime.com.